Hello everyone, and welcome to the first Couch Critics video game review. And so, um, video game I played, I played twice now over the past uh, couple weeks, and it is The Last of Us Part 2. The first one was probably my favorite game of all time, and first hearing that there was finally going to be a Part 2, I was extremely excited, and now that I've played it and got my hands on it, I love it, and I can't think of a better game to do my first review uh, on the podcast to be The Last of Us Part 2. So uh, this is a bonus episode, so we're just going to go through the whole entire game. So um, I'm going to start with uh, just the controversies around the game, uh, and we're going to talk about that, and then we're going to go to my initial reactions to, to playing and beating the game. And then the gameplay, um, some of the side characters, and then I'm going to talk about Ellie and Abby as their own individual characters, talk about the pacing for a little bit, uh, the overarching story and how I liked it, uh, the things I didn't like about the game, and and then I'm going to talk about the ending to kind of wrap up this review. So if you have not played either the first Last of Us or even the second Last of Us, please go ahead and stop listening now because I will definitely be getting into spoilers and I do not want to ruin this fantastic game for you. So first thing I'm going to talk about is the controversy surrounding surrounding this game. And uh, starting off, this, the spoilers that came out was a huge controversy. A couple months before the game came out, people heard some of, uh, or found out some of the spoilers. Mainly, there was a picture circulating around um, that had Joel's beat-in face. And it was pretty graphic, and it pretty much told everybody who saw this image that... Um, Joel was going to die, and people were not very happy about this because it's not what people wanted the second game to be. And honestly, it's it's really not what I wanted either. So when I first saw this spoiler, I tried very hard to stay away from any spoilers. But unfortunately, clicking on a Twitter uh, trailer that uh, kind of showcasing some of the gameplay, I saw this image underneath it and got really pissed off. But, you know, it was spoiled for me too. So there was a lot of controversy surrounding one that the leak came out, uh, Naughty Dog was very, very mad about the leak coming out because they tried very hard to stay away from leaks. And not only that, um, people were mad because, you know, Joel died. They played the whole entire first game, got this huge connection to Joel, and they felt like it was a big splash in the face. And I sucker punch uh, by Naughty Dog to kill off um, the character that they spent so much time falling in love with and... Um, what a lot of people deci- uh, described as a beloved character. And I would agree. It, it was very hard to take in the f- first seeing that image. And um, I tried to n- think maybe it was just, uh, you know, somebody trying to, you know, somebody made that. And uh, it wasn't a real spoiler, but ended up being real. So, uh, yeah, that was a big controversy there. Uh, another controversy is this game just wasn't what people wanted. Uh, one, some people didn't even want a sequel in the, at, at all. And then second... They didn't want a, a, a sequel that killed off the main character, and then you had to play the whole entire game with just one of them. Whether that was Ellie or Joel, I think people would have been mad either way, but uh, saying that it was Joel, people were extremely upset after getting their hands on this game, and I guess seeing that spoiler that uh, they had to play this game just with Ellie and didn't get to see 
uh, Ellie and Joel really mesh and, and get to, to live at least a little time, at least us playing them, live a little time together and get to see that uh, relationship flesh out. And I totally understand because that's exactly what I wanted. I wanted a game that uh, had them together, um, but I, you know, we obviously didn't get that. And I'm happy with the game uh, as a whole, so I'm not... Uh, like some of these guys who are who are rating this as zero just because I, I didn't get what I wanted, but that was definitely a big controversy, or still is a big controversy around this game. And another one is review bombing. Uh, Metacritic, as this game came out, all the user reviews bombed this as a zero right when it came out because, one, they saw the picture that Joel died, and they were just super pissed off, and then some of them that played the game uh, had to play as Abby, the person that kills Joel, and they couldn't get past that part. They couldn't get past what that was and have to do that. And they blame Naughty Dog and decided to go ahead and review bomb this. So uh, this got terrible user reviews for the first uh, few hours, uh, mainly just because of those spoilers. Uh, and then also got quite a few review bombs of people that couldn't finish the or didn't finish the game rather because they just couldn't stand playing as Abby. And that leads... One of the other controversies is having to play as Abby, which is a big split in the player base. There are a lot of people that love the fact that you get to play as the villain, but not the villain. It's the protagonist uh, or the antagonist of the story, but also the protagonist. It's somebody that um, does something extremely terrible to you, but you still you get to learn why they did what they did, and you get to learn the humanity of this person. And sh- this game tries to show you that it's a person and uh, not just this evil uh, girl that's coming in just to destroy your life, but somebody who's taking revenge um, and has a reasoning for her actions. So that was a big controversy as well. Um, so, yeah, that's about it on uh, on controversies. There was quite a bit, uh, or still is quite a bit. Uh, there's a big split player base between the people that love the first one that enjoyed this and the ones that hate it. And I think... The big thing is uh, is two things. One, people who played the first one aren't playing the second one because of that spoiler. They see that Joel dies and they say, I'm not going to touch that game. And I I get it because <laughs> that's very hard to take in as a fan of the first game. But at the same time, um, that you know, this has a lot to offer that's different, um, but uh, a continuation of the first one. And then second, that this game is real i mean it tells you um you know it it shows you what real life is in this world and it's it's gruesome and it's terrible and people die all the time and you finally get to see that in a personal level because someone you actually care about dies um that you spent you know 18 hours with and i don't know if you or if you're like me you spent 100 hours with them because you've played the game 10 15 times over so um, I totally understand that, but uh, whoever hasn't finished this game really needs to really needs to try it. Moving on to just my initial reactions, I've played this game twice, so I wanted to talk about what I felt the first time I played this game, and uh, so when I first got done with this game, I was an emotional wreck. I mean, uh, the amount of time that I spent playing the first one, 
Um, I just developed a, a love for these two characters and how Naughty Dog represented them and, and showed their, their flaws, but how much they care for each other and can grow uh, with each other. And, of course, the Joel death was extremely hard to take the first time uh, and still the second time and the third or fourth or however many times I play this game. But more um, the emotional toll of Ellie's pain throughout this game and the anger but then her um her getting to deal with with all of her emotions and and her past and everything that's going on in her head and um all of that was really hard to take in and neil the director neil duckman uh just does a great job of communicating that emotion to you and i think a lot of that probably has to do with uh the actor that plays ellie she does a uh, fantastic job of showing that emotion in her um through motion capture um i i can't think of uh, another game that the the animation of you know just seeing the person's face and um seeing their their body um like demeanor uh how much that changed um my thoughts on the game and how it, how it made me feel uh, towards the game and towards those characters. So whatever happened to those characters, they related that to, to make you feel the same way. Um, so anytime that Ellie was was angry, I had that same anger and hatred in me. And then when you change that to joy, whether um, you know in a couple different spots of the story, uh, I, I felt that as well. I was able to move on from my anger and hate and go to the joy and then go back to anger as more things happen and then go to pain when stuff happened. And so um, I felt all of that the first time playing. And I think this game very heavily relies on your emotion and tapping into your humanity and and how you feel towards things. And so my initial reactions during playing this game was I felt all of that. And after playing this game and, and having to, you know, encompass the whole game and then the ending, um, definitely took, uh, took a toll and took me a couple days to kind of process it and deal with it. And that's why I didn't do a review the first time. Cause I didn't want it just to be, uh, I want, I want to be able to stew on it and think about it before I did a review. And then I decided to just go ahead and play it again. So I could kind of get a, uh, a more balanced review so it's not just emotion but a little bit also of, of gameplay and stuff um, going into gameplay here uh, I really enjoyed uh, most most of the gameplay when it comes to the fighting um, and the shooting part of it, you know, that's that's a big part of video games. It's not just about narrative and about story and what's going on with the characters, but it also you know, the gameplay has to be fun and intriguing. And compared to the the first one, I really enjoyed the the, the first Last of Us game style. Um, I'm not the best at it. I'm not going to say that you know I can do everything that this game offers when it comes to. Uh, the game, the gameplay, but I did enjoy uh, the first one, and then this one just adds a whole bunch of elements to that and does uh, an even better job. The stealth is more uh, interactive. You're not just creeping around and taking one person at a time. You can uh, you can take a couple of people out and then run across the map and dive underneath a, a car or inside some bushes and then um, get around some other people 
or uh, if you want to be a more aggressive style, you're allowed. This one allows you to be more aggressive as long as you're good at the mechanics of the game, which I'm not the best at, so I couldn't be too aggressive. I definitely had to be a little bit more stealthy. But you can definitely take a couple people out by shooting one in a kneecap and um, drive, uh, running up to them and, and using him as a body shield to take out some of the other people and then dive you can you can dive you know sprint and then uh, dive and pull out a gun and shoot somebody in the face and then throw a smoke bomb and you know you can do there's so much more uh that you can do with this and i wish i was better at these styles of games to be able to really unleash what the gameplay could do but for me i had to be pretty much stealthy 100 percent of the time unless i was playing with abby which is another thing i really did enjoy about this gameplay is uh abby is a completely different fighter than Ellie and it lets it shows you that in the gameplay which is very different than what a lot of games can do because it it pretty much gives you full control as the player to, to do it. and this one kind of does but uh, when you're playing two different people they are two different people and so they are going to um, approach things differently and so they kind of skew what the what the person can do uh, the character can do and so it, uh, it, it since it skews that, you play differently as as the player because of what what that person can do. So uh, the two different styles of people and fighting was a um, another cool addition that they they added to the gameplay from the first one. So really all around fun fun gameplay. It can get a little repetitive if you can't fully unleash the gameplay. But uh, I like stealth games and I like maneuvering around and, and seeing if I can take everyone out without anybody seeing. Unfortunately, I couldn't do that every time, but I do like uh, games that allow you to be able to do that. And so most of the time I did have fun using the stealth mechanics and then when I had to pull them out some of the other tricks that it has. I kind of want to talk about now uh, just some of the characters that you didn't get to play. So I want to go more in depth with Ellie and Abby because those are our two main protagonists slash antagonists in the game. Um, but I want to talk about some of the other characters we have here. Uh, some of the side characters that some people apparently were not a big fan of, but I have to say really made this game. Now, of course, Ellie and Abby alone would have been great. Um, two different styles of women but still fantastic in their own right and they would have um, been great as just a one-on-one -on -one revenge versus revenge or whatever but these different characters really add a lot so uh, I talked about Joel a little bit but Joel I, I really like how they allowed him to change without showing too much of him uh, you, and I think a lot of that has to do with this being a continuum from the first one. So when you play the first one, you see Joel start to change toward the end. And then so that allows them to accelerate his change as you start to play the second one. And so I uh, I had fun playing and enjoyed watching him. And it, it brought me joy every time being able to play Joel because I got to see uh, the person that he became after he started to change at the end of the first one. So... Uh, as much as I would have loved to have played him and been able to have him more in the story, that's not what 
the uh, the director decided to do for this game, and what they did do with Joel um, in this in this story was uh, not what I wanted, but great in its own right. Uh, Dina was probably my favorite addition. I think uh, Dina and Owen were probably my two favorite additions of this uh, of the game, and and probably Abby to to be honest, but uh, Abby has a little bit more, I have a little bit more hatred towards Abby because of what she did. But nonetheless, Dina here, I think was a, was a great addition. Um, and kind of makes me want to spin to some of, uh, some other people's problems with this game is the fact that there's one, so many women in, in the game. And then a very strong LGBTQ plus, uh, representation, uh, inside of this game. And I, I think that's a terrible way to go, uh, at this game and kind of try to critique the game because you can definitely have um, entertainment that puts characters in that don't feel like they fit and just feels like they're putting them in there so that they can appease a certain crowd. Uh, but thankfully, I don't think Naughty Dog does this. Naughty Dog does a great job of writing characters that feel natural in the world around them, and that includes... Ellie being a, a gay woman in, in this time, and then Dina being a bisexual woman who uh, used to date Jesse and is now uh, falling in love with Ellie. That felt like a natural relationship that uh, occurs. Um, and then I guess later you can talk about Lev and, and his transition or her transition. Um, but And then lastly, with Abby being a woman, I think that was a completely... Uh, on purpose move not because they wanted to be progressive or appease a crowd of having you play two females but rather you established ellie as a uh, prominent character through the first one as she's kind of the the daughter figure of joel and now they use i think they use abby uh they, or they decided to have abby be the one kill joel and it be a female because they want you to empathize with abby and so if it's a male you may not empathize with with a male as as much because it's it's kind of brute man you know the man mentality and and you you know you don't care you think that they're just an angry person and they're out just to kill everyone which Abby kind of is but because it's a female you're allowed to um, it allows you as a person sometimes which is bad but uh, sometimes you you will empathize with how a woman feels more than you will a man so when you find out what happens in Abby's past and what's happening to her now you you're able to empathize with her a little bit more because she is a female. So I think that uh, it was a writing decision because if Abby, if you don't empathize with Abby and you don't feel for Abby, then some of this, a lot of this game, if not all of it, kind of falls apart. So um, I just felt like that was something to talk about, especially because that was another controversy of the game. But I wanted to talk, I wanted to wait until we talk about some of the characters to, to get into it. But um, I definitely had no problem with the additions of, uh, you know, having strong female female leads and, um, you know, gay, bisexual, and trans people in the game because I felt like it fit well within it. So, um, yeah, and Dina alone as a character outside of that was also just a great um, addition because Ellie needed somebody to be with her and to, to have it. You had Joel throughout the first of the game, and I think you needed somebody to ground her and um, kind of add something else. Because if it was her against the world, I don't think this game would have had as much weight. And I think that definitely you can see that later when um, she gets pregnant and then later on when 
there at the farm. Having somebody there with her that cared for her made every decision that she made, every risk that she was risking a little bit heavier. And so Dina's addition was a very smart move, and I think she was a good character in general. Jesse, I think, was one of those throw not throwaway characters, but just kind of a somebody extra that honestly they could kill off and still have a little bit of an emotional um, weight to it. And but I did like him. I think he was a he was a good a good guy, a good character to throw in there, and a way for them to show that this world that they're in is relenting and people are going to die. Uh, Tommy is a a side character that a lot of people disliked the way that he turned out in the end. But honestly, I think he was a good uh, that that was on brand for his for his character. He's somebody who's reckless, and he he's always done what he thinks should be done, no matter what. And um, and so him trying to convince Ellie at the end to go finish what she started and reminding her of what her promise was was not right of him. But I think it's what Tommy would have done, and he does it because he he loved his brother, even though they had some quarrels and. Um, felt like whoever did it should should pay. Uh, going towards Abby's storyline, Owen was definitely my favorite on this side. Uh, there were really quite a few good characters. I think the only one I really didn't like was Mel. Uh, but Owen, uh, Manny, Lev, and Yara were all really good side characters that they had here. Owen, I think, being the best. I think the relationship between Abby and uh, Owen was was well well thought out, well put together. The struggles that they had because of Abby not being able to overcome her anger towards Joel, uh, that tension there was well represented and developed not only Abby but Owen. And so I'm glad that relationship was there and that they were able to show some of those flashbacks to see why um, Abby is the way that she is and, and really just a, a good little ro- romance there that, uh, ended up being uh, a triangle, uh, a romantic triangle between Owen, Mel, and Abby. And I think it, it also leads to um, making Abby, uh, the ending with Abby a, a lot a lot better. Or even the first fight that uh, Ellie and Abby have in the theater where she lets Ellie go, that makes that more powerful if you don't if you have abby being alone and she doesn't have anybody and ellie just kills random wolves it's not as big but you see the relationship that abby and how much abby does care for owen and knowing that owen uh, died by ellie's hand and and abby was still willing to just let it go after lev kind of convincing her but Nonetheless, it made that uh, that moment stronger. So, uh, Mel was the only character I really didn't like, mainly because of her character model. I just something about her just felt off, and I I didn't really like her at all. I think the only thing she brought was that she was pregnant, and that was it, and that was the moral dilemma. Um, now I think it brought something good later on with uh, with Ellie's character, but yeah, all in all, I I did not like Mel. Her character model looked gross almost i don't think it was because they wanted her to look ugly it just it just didn't quite turn out right i saw some digital uh art of it and i thought i mean they could have gone a different direction i think she would have looked a little bit better but they did not and i did not like it but uh moving on from her because i don't really want to say much about her manny 
was a good uh, kind of best friend to Abby, and I think he's kind of a fan favorite because he's just a, a romantic uh, kind of guy that kind of sleeps around and uh, just always a funny, uh, funny guy and a good friend to Abby. So um, he was kind of the side character. I mean, you could kind of relate him to Jess, and I think they're very similar as in just kind of the friends that are that are good guys and end up being the ones that die uh kind of off screen but not off screen they definitely die on screen but not really too much said about the death or anything uh Lev and Yara are the last characters I kind of want to talk about I think they bring the whole entire scope of Abby's character around if I don't think if you don't have Yev Lev and Yara I don't think you feel for Abby as much because you still just see her as this brute maniac woman that'll just kill anybody that gets in her way and it really these two characters allow or show that she's allowed that she can have emotion towards people and can care for people even if they are new I mean you kind of see that with Owen but uh, but them on their own I think Lev is obviously the bigger character because you see one he survives and two you get to see him kind of move on um past his religion, uh, past the scars, and you get to um, see him think for himself and be himself, and you got you get to see a little bit of a transformation there. And I, I always like the tropes of seeing, um, you know, I guess you have like Finn in Star Wars, the, the stormtrooper turned, and this is kind of a, a scar turned to help, you know, and Abby's kind of the same way. He, she's a wolf that, that kind of turns, but... So maybe that was kind of an overused trope, but I, I, I did I did like that she, um that character allowed Abby to, to grow. Um and and Yara that, that scene where uh Abby was captured and Yara loses her wings, as they say, and then Lev comes and kind of saves both of them was one of the most beautiful scenes in um probably gaming history, not just uh not just this game, and I mean cinematically beautiful, just the way that uh, you see the wood and the rain and the fire and um, Abby just being strung up and them saving each other, and then uh, you go into fighting a whole bunch of stalkers. It was just a beautiful scene, and you got to see Abby just be a brute and just pound some people in with her hammer, and it was great. Um, but yeah, that's, that's kind of some of those side characters, and I really liked... Um, I really liked most of them here, and they all did. Uh, uh, they all did their their job pretty well. I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, and I fear no evil because I'm blind to it all in my mind. My gun, they comfort me Cause I know I'll kill my enemies When they come I'm going to kind of switch over to our two playable characters and just how great they really were. The first one being Ellie because I, I just, I love Ellie and I want to talk about, um, I want to talk about her and in this movie, she or in this game, she is just ruthless, a ruthless killer, and it is just amazing to play. Um, 
just a different side of Ellie. Yeah, you know, you you see Ellie develop in the first game, and now you get to see her fully developed into a a, a woman in this world that is uh, relentless. And seeing her practice under Jewel, you you get to see what that you know did to her and her just mowing down wolves and just taking people out and um you know taking out all of Abby's friends and uh you just saw how ruthless and how her anger and hatred just fueled her to just just go on a rampage and uh it was fun because it was what I wanted to do you know that's the feelings I had is I just wanted to murder them all and she did that and so it was it was a great gameplay but what what makes me love Ellie and what they did with this character so much isn't necessarily just that she's just a ruthless killer and you know is a badass but um just her her internal struggles with the acts that she does um unlike Joel her killing isn't easy it takes a it takes a toll every single time that she she tortures or murders somebody um she feels it now I guess you can say she mows down a whole bunch of people on the way and you never see anything from that. But it, of course this is a video game, so they can't just have you kill three people and then you get, get to a, a main guy or something. So, um, you know, when she, when she finally gets to some of these friends and, and has to kill them, you see the emotional toll and the physical toll almost it has on her. And as, uh, she's shaking, um, and she just can't control, uh, she physically can't control herself because of, um, just thinking of what she's done and uh, just the toll of that. And I think that's a, another great way that this game shows the realism, um, that this is life. This isn't a, it is a video game. It's trying to, it's trying to bridge that gap of being a video game and uh, showing real human nature that you can't kill a normal person, a person like Ellie who has, uh, you know, that loves and cares for people and has humanity left in her. She can't kill without, um, some sort of mental uh, or emotional trauma with it. And so uh, just fantastic job to be able to relate that and show that in a video game and make it work. Uh, and and Ellie, Ellie's character is able to change throughout um, the last game and then throughout this whole entire game, uh, which was another thing that I, I just loved about this character that you got to see her change as obviously the things around her change and she learns new stuff and, and you see her digest and have to process stuff and uh, and then you make it to the end and, and she is a completely changed person um, for the better. <laughs> Probably not, but you know when all that stuff happens, you have to be able to process it and uh, in this world, stuff like that's going to happen. So just seeing her change as a, you know, a, stubborn little brat in the first one i wouldn't say she's a brat but you know you know this uh person thinks she can just change she's trying to change the world and uh this room you know yeah just a little character that she was you know she was a 14 year old teenager and seeing her change into um you know the the woman that you saw in last of us 2 was uh was done well and and i liked uh being able to see and be a part of that uh, her relationship with Dina was something that I also really uh, enjoyed. And I thought, I already talked about it a little bit, so I won't talk about it too much, but just their relationship really, 
I think helped her change. And so if you, yeah, if you don't have Dina, you don't have some of that change that's there. And uh, especially with her on the farm, I think you got to see what Dina meant to her and how hard it was for her to walk away. And we'll get into all that later, but yeah, just her and Dina was a great addition. And lastly on, on Ellie, just getting to feel um, what they did with this character and you know, picking up off of the first one and having you ride along with this character for so long allowed you to feel the anger and hatred that she felt and the pain that she felt during this game, but also the immense amount of joy and love that she felt throughout the game. And then at the very end, um, the guilt that she felt. And so uh, being able to feel what she feels um, was something that was beautiful but hard. So that was the last thing I had to say about about Ellie's character. Going into Abby here. I, you know, first playing this game, you just, you fucking hate her. I mean, you play her at the very beginning, and I don't know if you guys knew, but I was not, uh, I just had some bad vibes, knew that she was not going to end up good. I was like, I feel like she's the antagonist, and I'm just letting her get away and win. And sure enough, that's exactly what happens. And I was not uh, not very happy about it. And yeah, just seeing what she does to Joel um, obviously does what Neil wanted you to do, which was feel a men's hatred towards this person. And it worked. I hated her more than anything. And when it finally makes you play her after you go through the whole entire Ellie arc of just wreaking havoc, havoc on the wolves and just murdering pretty much all of them uh, at least the people that that came to Jacksonville uh, it makes you play as her and I cannot I'm sure you felt the same way I was about to say I can't explain it but I'm sure you felt the same way I mean I put down the controller and just wanted to stop I was like I cannot believe that they're making me play this character and then when I finally picked up the controller the whole I mean the first hour or two hours I was just like I cannot believe that it's making me play this stupid ass character I don't care about her I don't care about what happened to her she is just a terrible person and she murdered the one person that I love you know speaking on Ellie's perspective and yeah did not want to play her at all but then finally moving past that you eventually you start to um, understand what the director's wanting you to do, and that's understand that Abby had reasoning for what she did. And I think you see that, and you start to develop some empathy for her when you finally get to see um, her and her dad, that relationship there, and then her and Owen. And I think um, that starts. that's when you start... Uh, to feel some empathy and start to reason with with her you don't want to you fight it for quite a while um, but uh, for me it was when Lev and Yara and that relationship started to build that I decided that I didn't want to kill her anymore and I was hoping that Ellie wasn't going to but I understood if Ellie did 
Uh, but nonetheless, um, Abby's arc throughout this game was was good to say the less, um, but also the hardest because if you don't land, like I said, if you don't land Abby's character right and the director that is, um, if they don't land it right, the, a lot of this game falls apart because you don't. If you don't feel for Abby, you don't have empathy for her. You don't understand why she does what she does. Um, then you you kind of smooth. This game just kind of falls apart. So, um, but just seeing her relationship with with her dad and then Owen and then her gaining back some of her humanity with with Lev and Yara was enough to push me to the. Uh, to where they wanted me to go and a last thought on on abby here was she reminded me a lot of what i felt towards joel in the last game and i think some people i don't know if that was something that the directors did on purpose i feel like it has to be because it was so close but uh yeah i just felt like she was you know somebody who dealt with stuff in the past that changed her and made her hard like hardened a hardened heart she didn't want to trust anybody and uh just just went out and killed like Joel did after losing Sarah and then there's something that now of course Joel doesn't go on a revenge tour so there are some differences but eventually uh, Abby starts to open up with with new people with Lev and Yara just like Joel finally had to open up with uh, Abby but unfortunately with uh, with Abby you don't have 12 hours of gameplay you only have like three or four hours of gameplay with them. So there's a lot less uh, time for you to kind of develop that, you know, connection with, with Abby, seeing the relationship between um, Abby and Lev and Yara compared to Joel uh, and Abby. But uh, I just wanted to kind of make that comparison. I've, I've also seen a lot of people say that they make the gameplay of Abby a lot more like you would play Joel with it being a beefier person who can kind of manhandle people. And then you also have a lot more aggressive weapons, just like Joel had more of aggressive weapons in the, in the first one. So now maybe that's just a coincidence, but uh, it definitely feels like it's trying to make you feel like, look, if you hate Abby, you're saying that you hate Joel. Uh, and that's what I think to be honest is if you can't feel for Abby and um, justify her decisions, I don't know how you justify Joel's actions because uh, Joel was uh, not not necessarily the best guy in a lot of situations, but we forgive him because he was always doing it. At least when we played him, he was doing it to protect Ellie, which was uh, noble. So that is Abby's character, and I want to go into pacing now. Uh, this one isn't uh, too much to talk about, but. I do think it's something to talk about because a lot of people had some problems with it. And I think there's a lot of good and bad here. Uh, the good in the pacing is it's realistic. It makes you feel like you're really in this world uh, because after bad things happens, it, it, you know, it doesn't, you don't, you don't get to do whatever you want to do right afterwards. Uh, specifically speaking of when Joel died, you want to go straight to Seattle and you just want to start murdering people, but that's not realistic. You're going to have a couple days where you have to figure out what you're going to do. And then, um, you're gonna have to travel to Seattle, which takes weeks, if not months, which you which you see, and then uh, you're gonna have to find them and figure out how to get in, and all this kind of different stuff. And uh, so the pacing was realistic, and uh, as much as I wanted it to just be, he died. We're going on revenge. Twenty minutes later, we're killing wolves. Uh, that that's not what happened, and I and I totally understand why they why they didn't do that. 
And I think they also wanted there to be some sort of uh, break between, um, you know, intense actions and um, fights and then some slower down paces. And I think that's where they used a good amount of flashbacks, which these flashbacks were essential to the story and were great um, because there were a lot of intense parts of this game because you're in the middle of Seattle for three days and, uh, there's a lot of stuff going on. A lot of people, you're having to kill a lot of people. People are trying to kill you and you're running around and Dina's pregnant and Jess is there and Tommy's running around and there's a lot going on, but it's using these flashbacks to kind of center you in and why you're doing what you're doing and uh, just kind of slowing stuff down and, and giving you a little bit of, uh, of a rest. So as, as bad as I, you know, as bad as we all wanted for things to kind of just be quick, 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 quick. Um, I think the pacing of the game, although can feel boring at times, I think was was needed and on purpose for the realism of, of this game. switch to the story which uh, obviously is the biggest part about this game uh, which I've you know I've kind of sprinkled in some of the story here and there and and my thoughts on it but uh, we're just going to go ahead and talk about it and I think it's very important to remind yourself when you're playing this game it's supposed to be continuation from the first and not just a sequel Um, so if you if when you play this game I think it's it was I hope, or it would have been a good idea to play the first one first and then bleed that right into the second one like you're basically playing one game but in two parts, just playing them all back to back. Um, because there's there's more weight to every situation. There's more weight to uh, Joel's lying. There's more weight to, obviously, Joel's death and Ellie's change of, of character and how she's progressing as a person. All of that is means more because you've spent so much time recently you know if, if you haven't played the game since 2013 and you play this one you're, there's a little bit of a gap there's there's not as much of an emotional tie to each character uh, at least Joel Ellie and Tommy and so uh, I think that's important to note that that's what the director wanted it to be as a continuation and not necessarily a sequel um, and so you should probably try to play it that way and I think Neil um, <laughs> Neil here did uh, just a fantastic job of of directing and writing a game that he wanted um, and not necessarily what uh, the people wanted. Like the, uh, he definitely could have done a fan service (laughs) for sure. And he, he didn't, you know, Um, he could have made a game that we all wanted. Like I said earlier, where we just, play as Joel and Ellie and go throughout the world and, and have our problems, but we're together and he had a different vision and, um, it was rough. Uh, you know, Neil, Neil Druckmann decided to make the hard decision and do something that was deeper, um, but more controversial and would have split his fan bases, but wanted to hit, uh, a note with with the people that were invested in these characters and um, he said multiple times that 
nobody cares for these characters more than he does, and I believe him. I think he cares for each one of these characters because he's spent so much time develop, developing them and and living with them and and you know in, in his head and then uh, telling his his actors how to to be the be the characters that he's you know thinking and wants them to be. Um, so I. I think it's uh, amazing writing by him to to decide to do something so um, hard and difficult and do it well. Um, and I think one of the the main things that he has to he had to do was to to make you care for these additional characters in such a short amount of time. Um, I mean, you see how well he does that in the first one with Tess and. Uh, the head of the fireflies, which I'm forgetting your name at the moment, but sorry about that. And then Bill, I mean, just all of these small characters, uh, he can get you to care for them and care about them in a short amount of time. And, uh, that is all on him. So I guess that's not really a story. That's more of just praising, uh, Neil Druckmann, but, um, the story I think progresses really well as in it's not, uh, it's not linear and it shouldn't be. And uh, you're starting this game out uh, kind of going through Joel and Ellie's past and what uh, and how she's feeling and um, and you don't really know why she's feeling the way that she is towards Joel because of everything that's gone on. And then so you just kind of see your weird relationship and then you abruptly see Joel's death right in front of your eyes and that propels you through the next 10 hours as you're playing as Ellie and just wreaking havoc on these wolves um, and, and seeking revenge because that's what you want. And um, the story just kind of throws you all over the place as in it's it's making you piece together why... Uh, why Ellie's reacting the way that Ellie's reacting and why Abby's acting the way that Abby's reacting. And um, I like the fact that it's it's making you piece that stuff together. It's making you feel different emotions as time moves on because you're gaining more information on, on everything around you. Um, and it just makes you understand why all of these people are the way that they are. Um, another thing about... Uh, the story and how they uh, they make it feel so realistic is every single time you have a death, it is just totally gruesome and uh, and that goes from some of the major deaths that you have with with Ellie killing some of Abby's friends to to Abby killing scars to Ellie killing wolves and just everybody that you kill is just a gruesome murder and just kind of root grounds you in in the reality that they live in um and it just makes makes you feel like you aren't playing an actual game but you're actually living in this apocalyptic world with them because everybody can die at any moment it doesn't matter if you're a friend of ellie's or not i mean there were uh during the ellie and abby fight the first one i i mean i thought dina was gonna die i thought tommy died and you know i thought maybe ellie was gonna die too it's just at any moment, anybody can die in this world, and so uh, the story, uh, this world, and the story makes you feel like you're really in this world uh, that he's created, 
and that's scary because it's a terrible world, but um, it allows you to get to the emotional state that it wants you to. Um, so before I grade this one out and talk about the ending, I want to talk about the things that I don't like. I've mainly been talking about things I like, so just a couple minutes on things that I don't like. Um, I think this, this game is too short in places, uh, in a couple places that it, it, it could have dragged out. I think some of the flashbacks could have been dragged out a little bit to understand a little bit more. Um, and there were just a couple scenes that could have let you stay in that emotional state just for a little bit until you moved on to the next uh, combat en- encounter. And I think some of those combat encounters were a little dragged out, but that was just my personal opinion on it. Um, you know, I I think the combat in this game is fun and intriguing and new, but I don't think that's the main thing about the game. I think it's just one thing that adds on to it that makes you feel like you're in the world because you're having to kill all these things to survive. Um, but some of those felt like they were going on for quite a while. I didn't think there was enough Abby flashbacks. That's kind of a small critique, but I wanted to feel for Abby more, and I wanted to know more about her story and why. Uh, and I just, you know, wanted to see a co- like maybe a couple flashbacks of her seeing how much she kills the scars because it talks about how she's the top killer, but you don't actually really see it. And just stuff like that, or maybe seeing more uh, things with Owen and Abby or maybe a couple more things with her father uh, before you realize that Joel killed her father, something like that. Um, I hated the stalkers in the wall when I was playing as Abby, when you uh, were in the hotel uh, after falling off that high bridge. There were stalkers in the walls, and they were just really annoying. So that's another small critique, but I really did not like... They were just annoying. They grabbed you. You couldn't dodge them. You either had to shoot them in the wall or you got grappled by them. And then they took away like a quarter of your health. And then so you get hit by two of them. You had to use a, a bandage. And it was just annoying. It's Yeah, it was just annoying. Um, I thought Ellie's hair at the farm I didn't necessarily like. They had some concept art of a couple different hairstyles that I felt like would have fit her more in that state where she was just kind of supposed to be trying to fit into a home life with Dina. I felt like the hairstyle was more of what she what would have looked right in Santa Barbara where she was on her deathbed almost, but revenge deathbed or whatever. And I felt like her being in the farm, she would have had probably longer hair and, and just more relaxed with it than the kind of gritty haircut that she had. But like I said, most of these critiques are pretty small. Um... This one is a little bit bigger um, that kind of ticks me off every once in a while, especially replaying. There wasn't enough dialogue at some parts. There were just uh, there was just a lot of dead air or dead space where they just had characters stare at each other instead of say stuff, say stuff and, and say what they felt. Um, and maybe that's just because they're in this zombie apocalypse and you're just a little hardened, so you're not going to say everything you want to say, but God damn, do people just not talk to each other in this game, and it is really annoying, but um, yeah, it's just one thing. I mean, really, between Ellie and Joel, I cannot believe that Joel didn't once say that he loved Ellie or anything of that nature. Really, yeah, it just really kind of pissed me off. And then uh, lastly, another small critique, more of a personal uh, thing that I would have wanted is they should have just had Abby just go bananas on the Rattlers and and Santa Barbara that she was just in a class of her own and 
just mowed down like 75 of them or something like that and just gave you limited ammo and just let you run through and just murder them, kind of like you did with when Abby was going through the island. She was just on a horse just with unlimited ammo. Something like that where you just, you just, she's just running through and just like careless, doesn't care if she dies because she just, her one goal is to get to Abby and, and just murders all of them. Yeah, let's uh, let's transition here to to maybe the final part of this uh, this podcast and talk about the ending. The ending of this game really ties everything together. Uh, I think it was phenomenal. I think this movie would have been really, or this game would have been really good um, if it ended at the farm or something like that. You know, if the Santa Barbara stuff never happened and. She never meets up with Abby again, you know, whatever they wanted to do. But uh, I think them deciding to have this last little chapter and epilogue was the what really tied everything together and made it fantastic and made everything make sense, at least in my opinion. And I think the ending starts at the farm um, where you see all of the... Um, all of the horrors of Ellie, everything that she's been carrying over the past year or so um, since Joel died, all of that's kind of boiling over. Um, and a lot of people had a lot of, had a problem with this of Ellie leaving because they didn't think it made sense because Ellie finally had Dina and she was content with, with what happened and uh, she should have stayed. But if you really listen to what she's saying, she's saying that she can't, she can't live right now. She's not living. She's just barely getting by and she's physically just distraught and um and you can't continue to live that way if there's something holding you back and you know i don't personally deal with with a you know an emotional uh trauma like like that but um to have panic panic attacks because of something you know that kind of mental health issues but um if you do or you know a character like this does uh, I feel like it can be you can't get to normal life until you deal with whatever that problem is and and so that's what she felt like she had to do to get back to the farm and and live the life that she wanted to with Dina is she had to go confront Abby and and deal with with everything that was going on in in her head and in her life um and so I totally felt for her and felt like that was a totally justified decision, even though it was a terribly hard decision to make and see happen. Um, skipping to the actual end, because I think the Santa Barbara stuff is just you killing people, which is fine, but um, getting to the actual end of the game where you face Abby after cutting her down, um, I think you not killing Abby instead of killing Abby um, is another great risky decision by uh, Naughty Dog and Neil Druckmann. I think they said that they initially had Abby ki- or Ellie killing Abby 
But I think what they decided to do here with, um, you know, Abby being so weak and them having this really Ellie was weak too. I mean, Ellie looked like she was about to die. I mean, they were both just super beat up and having this almost, you know, I don't know, post death battle. I mean, they're both on their deathbeds, not having any energy left to fight, but yet they're doing it anyways. And, uh, one, I like that decision to, um, have them both just being at the end of their ropes and, and barely holding on and still, and still fighting. But, uh, I think Ellie not deciding not to kill Abby in the end because of, because of seeing Joel, but not Joel dead, which has fueled her for so long, fueled her anger and hatred, but instead seeing and remembering her last moments with, uh, with Joel, I think it, in my opinion, this is totally my opinion here and interpretation of the ending. There could have been more, but, um, I think she finally doesn't kill Abby because she, she realizes that Abby isn't her real, uh, enemy here. Her real enemy was herself the whole time. Uh, of course, Abby did do something gruesome and terrible to Joel and to her, um, and, and response to that. But, uh, I think she was she's living with just an insane amount of guilt because of how she treated Joel for so long and that um, she just couldn't get past the fact that she didn't get to um, have her, her the ending that she wanted where she was the, the cure of mankind. Um, but instead, Joel took that away from him or her, but just because of his love for her and... Um, allowed that to overtake uh, her emotions and, and put that between the two of them. And I think she just had a tremendous amount of, of guilt that she didn't get to, um, you know, make ends meet and, and forgive him and be able to work through that in time before he died. So he, he, you know, that last scene, the last flashback, you see that, you know, that they're still fighting and, how bad that she's treating Joel, but that she's finally willing to give give it a chance to to move past it. But she, Joel never gets the chance, and she never gets the chance to to finally move through that. And uh, I think that's why the ending is as good as it is, is because you get to see all of that weight come off of her as she lets Abby up. Um, she's having all of that that pain and guilt. Um, she releases all of that right before killing Abby, and I think that, in my opinion, is what uh, what does it. And I think it, it. Another speculation here, but I think Ellie has has that moment of remembering Joel because she kind of sees Joel and Abby. But again, that's kind of more of a far out thought. Um, and maybe more of a stretch, but I think she's thinking of how Abby's caring for uh, Lev, and Lev is all that Abby has, and Abby is all that Lev has, and remembers that, you know, that's what Joel and Ellie were. They only had each other, and um, and maybe that was the the straw that, that let her... Um, 
and in the end finally forgive Joel, you know, thinking of what Abby would have done to save Lev. You know, all of that's kind of speculative, but I do think um, the ending, just all of that was in my mind at the time, and, and every time I've seen and played through that moment um, and then watched that flashback i mean it brings me to tears it's just such a such a strong moment knowing everything that they've gone through and then um having having that happen and so um that's the ending of the game and a pretty controversial ending because everybody wanted to kill not everybody there were people that wanted abby to live and i'm i'm one of those guys and i think um this ending was phenomenal and really ties this whole game together and i really hope there's a part three but i don't know if there is but i really hope so so i'm gonna go ahead and grade it and then we are gonna be done with the last of us two until i play it again um i definitely give this a 10 out of 10 it's probably my second favorite game of all time following the last of us so i will probably just group this together like i group star wars together and just say the last of us part one and part two are my favorite games of all time um and i play a lot of video games but i think just everything that i've talked about and how um this game and these writers and directors and actors are able to make you feel something for these characters is something like more than i've ever had in any piece of entertainment before so um and it's not just sadness, uh, which a lot of people say, okay, Neil, you made a game that makes people sad. Good job. But it, it's so much more than that and makes you feel so much more than that. And so um, a game that can do that to you um, and for you, I think, deserves the highest praise. And so Last of Us Part Two is a masterpiece and a 10 out of 10 and just a beautiful game through in and throughout I'm just a poor wayfaring stranger traveling through this world of woe there is no sickness no toil nor danger I go I'm going there to see my mother she said she'd
God's redeemed their vigils keep I'm going there to see my father I'm going there no more to roam I'm just a Just a go
to a beautiful game. And I think I will end it at that.